0: On today's episode, we'll meet the sons of Jacob, who will slaughter a city for the mistakes of one man and sell their brother into slavery just for being a brat. Today's episode contains adult themes and violence against women, so parental discretion is advised. It's Genesis chapters 34 through 37 and Psalms 11 through 12 here on Commuter Bible. This is Commuter Bible, the audio Bible reading plan to match your weekly schedule. I'm your host, John Ross. As we get to know the sons of Jacob, you'll start to realize that the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. Having learned the art of deception from their father, they use it to their own advantage time and time again. For example, they are rightly enraged after their sister is defiled by the local chief's son, but they use their anger as an excuse to deceive, then slaughter an entire city. Later, God officially gives Jacob the name Israel and directs his family to relocate to Bethel. There, we learn more about Rachel's firstborn son, Joseph, whom Israel favors above all his other sons. If that wasn't enough to draw the ire of his brothers, Joseph begins to have dreams where he is exalted above the rest of his family and uses them to boast. Genesis, chapters 34 through 37. Leah's daughter Dinah whom Leah bore to Jacob, went out to see some of the young women of the area. When Shechem, son of Hamor the Hivite, who was the region's chieftain, saw her, he took her and raped her. He became infatuated with Jacob's daughter Dinah. He loved the young girl and spoke tenderly to her. Get me this girl as a wife, he told his father. Jacob heard that Shechem had defiled his daughter Dinah, but since his sons were with his livestock in the field, he remained silent until they returned. Meanwhile, Shechem's father Hamor came to speak with Jacob. Jacob's sons returned from the field when they heard about the incident. They were deeply grieved and very angry, for Shechem had committed an outrage against Israel by raping Jacob's daughter and such a thing should not be done. Hamor said to Jacob's sons, My son Shechem has his heart set on your daughter. Please, give her to him as a wife. Intermarry with us. Give your daughters to us and take our daughters for yourselves. Live with us. The land is before you. Settle here, move about, and acquire property in it. Then Shechem said to Dinah's father and brothers, Grant me this favor, and I'll give you whatever you say. Demand of me a high compensation and gift. I'll give you whatever you ask me. Just give the girl to be my wife. But Jacob's sons answered Shechem and his father Hamor deceitfully, because he had defiled their sister Dinah. We cannot do this thing, they said to them. Giving our sister to an uncircumcised man is a disgrace to us. We will agree with you only on this condition. If all your males are circumcised as we are, then we will give you our daughters, take your daughters for ourselves, live with you and become one people. But if you will not listen to us and be circumcised, Then we will take our daughter and go. Their words seemed good to Hamor and his son Shechem. The young man did not delay doing this, because he was delighted with Jacob's daughter. Now he was the most important in all his father's family. So Hamor and his son Shechem went to the gate of their city and spoke to the men of their city. These men are peaceful toward us, they said. Let them live in our land and move about in it. For indeed, the region is large enough for them. Let's take their daughters as our wives and give our daughters to them. But the men will agree to live with us and be one people only on this condition. If all our men are circumcised as they are, won't their livestock, their possessions and all their animals become ours? Only let's agree with them, and they will live with us. All the men who had come to the city gates listened to Hamor and his son Shechem, and all those men were circumcised. On the third day, when they were still in pain, two of Jacob's sons, Simeon and Levi, Dinah's brothers, took their swords, went into the unsuspecting city, and killed every male. They killed Hamor and his son Shechem with their swords, took Dinah from Shechem's house, and went away. Jacob's sons came to the slaughter and plundered the city because their sister had been defiled. They took their flocks, herds, donkeys, and whatever was in the city and in the field. They captured all their possessions, dependents, and wives, and plundered everything in the houses. Then Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, You have brought trouble on me, making me odious to the inhabitants of the land, the Canaanites and the Perizzites. We are few in number. If they unite against me and attack me, I and my household will be destroyed. But they answered, Should he treat our sister like a prostitute said to Jacob, Get up, go to Bethel and settle there. Build an altar there to the God who appeared to you when you fled from your brother Esau. So Jacob said to his family and all who were with him, Get rid of the foreign gods that are among you. Purify yourselves and change your clothes. We must get up and go to Bethel. I will build an altar there to the God who answered me in my day of distress. He has been with me everywhere I have gone. Then they gave Jacob all their foreign gods and their earrings, and Jacob hid them under the oak near Shechem. When they set out, a terror from God came over the cities around them, and they did not pursue Jacob's sons. So Jacob and all who were with him came to Luz, that is, Bethel, in the land of Canaan. Jacob built an altar there and called the place El-Bethel, because it was there that God had revealed himself to him when he was fleeing from his brother. Deborah, the one who had nursed and raised Rebekah, died and was buried under the oak south of Bethel. So Jacob named it Alon-Bakoth. God appeared to Jacob again. After he returned from Padan Aram and he blessed him God said to him Your name is Jacob you will no longer be named Jacob but your name will be Israel So he named him Israel God also said to him I am God almighty be fruitful and multiply a nation Indeed, an assembly of nations will come from you, and kings will descend from you. I will give to you the land that I gave to Abraham and Isaac, and I will give the land to your future descendants. Then God withdrew from him at that place where he had spoken to him. Jacob set up a marker at the place where he had spoken to him, a stone marker, He poured a drink offering on it and poured oil on it. Jacob named the place where God had spoken with him Bethel. They set out from Bethel. When they were still some distance from Ephrath, Rachel began to give birth, and her labor was difficult. During her difficult labor, the midwife said to her, Don't be afraid, for you have another son. With her last breath, for she was dying, she named him Ben-Oni, but his father called him Benjamin. So Rachel died and was buried on the way to Ephrath, that is Bethlehem. Jacob set up a marker on her grave, It is the marker at Rachel's grave still today. Israel set out again and pitched his tent beyond the Tower of Eder. While Israel was living in that region, Reuben went in and slept with his father's concubine Bilhah, and Israel heard about it. Jacob had twelve sons. Leah's sons were Reuben, Jacob's firstborn, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, and Zebulun. Rachel's sons were Joseph and Benjamin. The sons of Rachel's slave Bilhah were Dan and Naphtali. The sons of Leah's slave Zilpah were Gad and Asher. These are the sons of Jacob who were born to him in Padanaram. Jacob came to his father Isaac at Mamre in Kiriath Arba, that is Hebron, where Abraham and Isaac had stayed. Isaac lived 180 years. He took his last breath and died and was gathered to his people, old and full of days. His sons Esau and Jacob buried him. These are the family records of Esau, that is Edom. Esau took his wives from the Canaanite women, Ada daughter of Elon the Hethite, Oholibamah daughter of Anah and granddaughter of Zibion the Hivite, and Bessemeth daughter of Ishmael and sister of Nebaioth. Ada bore Eliphaz to Esau, Bessemeth bore Reuel, and Oholibamah bore Jeush, Jalem, and Korah. These were Esau's sons who were born to him in the land of Canaan. Esau took his wives, sons, daughters, and all the people of his household, as well as his herds, all his livestock, and all the property he had acquired in Canaan. He went to a land away from his brother Jacob, for their possessions were too many for them to live together, and because of their herds, the land where they stayed could not support them. So Esau, that is Edom, lived in the mountains of Seir. These are the family records of Esau, father of the Edomites in the mountains of Seir. These are the names of Esau's sons. Eliphaz, son of Esau's wife Ada, and Reuel, son of Esau's wife Basemeth. The sons of Eliphaz were Teman, Omar, Zepho, Gatam, and Canaz. Timnah, a concubine of Esau's son Eliphaz, bore Amalek to Eliphaz. These are the sons of Esau's wife Ada. These are Reuel's sons, Nahath, Zerah, Shammah, and Mizah. These are the sons of Esau's wife Basemeth. These are the sons of Esau's wife Oholibamah, daughter of Anah and granddaughter of Zibeon. She bore Jeush, Jalam, and Korah to Edom. These are the chiefs among Esau's sons. The sons of Eliphaz, Esau's firstborn, chief Teman, chief Omar, chief Zepho, chief Kenaz, chief Korah, chief Gatam, and chief Amalek. These are the chiefs descended from Eliphaz in the land of Edom. These are the sons of Adah. These are the sons of Reuel, Esau's son, chief Nahath, chief Zerah, chief Shammah, and chief Mizah. These are the chiefs descended from Reuel in the land of Edom. These are the sons of Esau's wife, Basemoth. These are the sons of Esau's wife, Oholibamah, chief Jeush, chief Jalim, and chief Korah. These are the chiefs descended from Esau's wife, Oholibamah, daughter of Anah. These are the sons of Esau, that is Edom, and these are their chiefs. These are the sons of Seir the Horite, the inhabitants of the land Lotan, Shoal, Zibeon, Ana, Deshon, Ezer, and Deshan. These are the chiefs among the Horites, the sons of Seir, in the land of Edom. The sons of Lotan were Hori and Heman. Timnah was Lotan's sister. These are Shobel's sons, Alvin, Manahath, Ebel, Shepho, and Onam. These are Zibian's sons, Aya and Ana. This was the Ana who found the hot springs in the wilderness while he was pasturing the donkeys of his father Zibian. These are the children of Ana, Deshon and Oholibama, daughter of Ana. These are deshon's sons, Hemden, Eshbon, Ithran and Charon. These are Ezr's sons, Bilhan, Zavan, and Achan. These are Deshan's sons, Uz and Aran. These are the chiefs among the Horites, Chief Lotan, Chief Shobel, Chief Zibian, Chief Ana, Chief Deshon, Chief Ezr, and Chief Deshan. These are the chiefs among the Horites, clan by clan, in the land of Seir. These are the kings who reigned in the land of Edom before any king reigned over the Israelites. Bala, son of Beor, reigned in Edom. The name of his city is Dinhaba. When Bala died, Jobab, son of Zerah, from Bozrah, reigned in his place. When Jobab died, Husham, from the land of the Temanites, reigned in his place. When Husham died, Hadad, son of Bedad, reigned in his place. He defeated Midian in the field of Moab, The name of his city is Avith. When Hadad died, Samla from Masreka reigned in his place. When Samla died, Shaul from Rehoboth on the Euphrates River reigned in his place. When Shaul died, Baal-Hanan son of Akbor reigned in his place. When Baal-Hanan son of Akbor died, Hadar reigned in his place. His city was Pau and his wife's name was Mehetabel, daughter of Matrid, daughter of Mizahab. These are the names of Esau's chiefs, according to their families and their localities, by their names. Chief Timnah, Chief Alva, Chief Jetheth, Chief Oholibama, Chief Elah, Chief Penon, Chief Kanaz, Chief Teman, Chief Mibzar, Chief Magdiel, and Chief Iram. These are Edom's chiefs according to their settlements in the land they possessed. Esau was father of the Edomites. Jacob lived in the land where his father had stayed, the land of Canaan. These are the family records of Jacob. At seventeen years of age, Joseph tended sheep with his brothers. The young man was working with the sons of Bilhah and Zilpah, his father's wives, and he brought a bad report about them to their father. Now Israel loved Joseph more than his other sons, because Joseph was a son born to him in his old age, and he made a long-sleeved robe for him. When his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not bring themselves to speak peaceably to him. Then, Joseph had a dream. When he told it to his brothers, they hated him even more. He said to them, Listen to this dream I had. There we were, binding sheaves of grain in the field. Suddenly, my sheaf stood up, and your sheaves gathered around it and bowed down to my sheaf. Are you really going to reign over us? his brothers asked him. Are you really going to rule us? So they hated him even more because of his dream and what he said. Then he had another dream and told it to his brothers. Look, he said, I had another dream and this time the sun, moon, and eleven stars were bowing down to me. He told his father and brothers, and his father rebuked him. "'What kind of dream is this that you have had?' he said. "'Am I and your mother and your brothers really going to come and bow down to the ground before you?' His brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the matter in mind." His brothers had gone to pasture their father's flocks at Shechem. Israel said to Joseph, Your brothers, you know, are pasturing the flocks at Shechem. Get ready. I'm sending you to them. I'm ready, Joseph replied. Then Israel said to him, Go and see how your brothers and the flocks are doing, and bring word back to me. So he sent him from the Hebron valley, and he went to Shechem. A man found him there, wandering in the field, and asked him, What are you looking for? I'm looking for my brothers, Joseph said. Can you tell me where they are pasturing their flocks? They've moved on from here, the man said. I heard them say, Let's go to Dothan. So Joseph set out after his brothers and found them at Dothan. They saw him in the distance, and before he had reached them, They plotted to kill him. They said to one another, Oh, look, here comes that dream expert. So now come on, let's kill him and throw him into one of the pits. We can say that a vicious animal ate him. Then we'll see what becomes of his dreams. When Reuben heard this, he tried to save him from them. He said, Let's not take his life. Reuben also said to them, Don't shed blood. Throw him into this pit in the wilderness, but don't lay a hand on him, intending to rescue him from them and return him to his father. When Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped off Joseph's robe, the robe of many colors that he had on. Then they took him and threw him into the pit. The pit was empty, without water. They sat down to eat a meal, and when they looked up, there was a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead. Their camels were carrying aromatic gum, balsam, and resin, going down to Egypt. Judah said to his brothers, What do we gain if we kill our brother and cover up his blood? Come on, let's sell him to the Ishmaelites and not lay a hand on him for he is our brother, our own flesh. And his brothers agreed. When Midianite traders passed by, his brothers pulled Joseph out of the pit and sold him for 20 pieces of silver to the Ishmaelites, who took Joseph to Egypt. When Reuben returned to the pit and saw that Joseph was not there, he tore his clothes. He went back to his brothers and said, "'The boy is gone!' What am I going to do? So they took Joseph's robe, slaughtered a male goat, and dipped the robe in its blood. They sent the long-sleeved robe to their father and said, We found this. Examine it. Is it your son's robe or not? His father recognized it. It is my son's robe, he said. A vicious animal has devoured him. Joseph has been torn to pieces. Then Jacob tore his clothes, put sackcloth around his waist, and mourned for his son many days. All his sons and daughters tried to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. No, he said. I will go down to Sheol for my son, mourning And his father wept for him. Meanwhile, the Midianites sold Joseph in Egypt to Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh and the captain of the guards. Psalm 11 I have taken refuge in the Lord. How can you say to me, Escape to the mountains like a bird? For look, the wicked string bows. They put their arrows on bowstrings to shoot from the shadows at the upright in heart. When the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord, his throne is in heaven. His eyes watch. His gaze examines everyone. The Lord examines the righteous, but he hates the wicked and those who love violence. Let him rain burning coals and sulfur on the wicked. Let a scorching wind be the portion in their cup. For the Lord is righteous. He loves righteous deeds. The upright will see his face. Psalm 12 Help, Lord, for no faithful one remains. The loyal have disappeared from the human race. They lie to one another. They speak with flattering lips and deceptive hearts. May the Lord cut off all flattering lips and the tongue that speaks boastfully. They say, Through our tongues we have power. Our lips are our own. Who can be our master? Because of the devastation of the needy and the groaning of the poor, I will now rise up, says the Lord. I will provide safety for the one who longs for it. The words of the Lord are pure words, like silver refined in an earthen furnace, purified seven times. You, Lord, will guard us. You will protect us from this generation forever. The wicked prowl all around, and what is worthless is exalted by the human race. Wow, friends, consider that last line. What is worthless is exalted by the human race. We see that every day in social media, on our news feeds, on TV, that worthless things are exalted by the human race we can squander our time absorbing media of all kinds that has nothing to do with exalting the Lord. Let's be a people who are devoted to spending more time in God's word, whatever that might look like in our day-to-day lives. Today's episode was narrated and orchestrated by me, John Ross, and co-produced by Bobby Brown, Caitlin Ron, Eric Williamson, and the Christian Standard Bible. Thanks for listening, and remember, happy is the one whose delight is in the Lord's instruction, and he meditates on it day and night.